I'm, I've been, I've, I've, I'm reading the Bible a little bit different this year. Um, I'm reading it chronologically, so that's different. Um, I've read several different Bible reading plans that move from Old Testament to New Testament. Uh, then some of the poetic books, books like Psalms and Song of Solomon uh, and poetry books. But this time, I'm reading the Bible chronologically. And this scripture just spoke to me, and I hope that it'll speak to you and be a blessing to you. It's from Psalms chapter 43. I'm going to read one verse of scripture, but this is mentioned three times in two Psalms. Uh, Psalms chapter 43 and verse 5, when you, when you have it, say amen. If you don't have it, say I'm looking at the screen. Psalms 43 and 5. He's asking a rhetorical question to himself. The biblical scholars feel most assuredly that this is not a Psalm of David, but it's actually King Hezekiah, who was probably, other than David, the great one of the greatest kings in Israel's history. And so he's asking himself this question. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted? Now that's a King James word, King James word, disquieted. We don't use that anymore. A word that you would identify more adequately with that would be, why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God. Everybody say, hope in God. For I shall yet praise him who is the health of my countenance. Now, that's important because if you'll remember previously, Hezekiah had a disease and a plague, and God extended his years. So most of them believe that it disfigured him. He said, who is the health of my countenance, and my God. And I'm going to borrow this title uh, from uh, a book of a past president. I want to talk to you tonight about the audacity of hope. The audacity of hope. Look at your neighbor and say it's audacious hope. It's audacious hope. Anybody need any hope tonight? Amen. Anybody need, anybody, anybody need any hope tonight? Come on, clap your hands to the Lord if you believe God is good. Amen. God bless you for being here tonight. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you. I, my prayer continually for every single one of us tonight that have heard me say this again and again and again. Take in a steady diet of the Bible. I don't, I don't know of any other way to tell you that in this world, there's all kinds of voices that are coming at us continually. We are bombarded 
with news outlets and media outlets, we are all overstimulated with voices and opinions and ideologies and all kinds of narratives that continually play, not just in your life, but in my life, that are not true. There is only one thing that we have in this world that is absolutely, unequivocally, irrefutably true, and that is the Bible. And I, I know, I know you, you're saying, oh, but you're a pastor and, and you're supposed to say that and you, 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 you say that because that's what pastors say and that's what pre... No, I, I really mean this. And when that young man on Sunday uh, had memorized 178 scriptures, he is six years old and you folks rallied to the occasion, you took up $930 to send him to, to send him to nationals for Bible quizzing, $930 just on the spot. And I, I wish that as I look back over the course of my life and my ministry, uh, I wish that I would have memorized more scripture. I wish that I would have made it uh, more of a discipline. It seems like as I've gotten older, I've been more disciplined about my Bible reading and, and taking the word in my heart than I did when, when I was a, a younger preacher or a younger minister or even just a young Christian. I did not value the importance of the Bible, you know, I, and maybe it was because it was in, you know, King James versions and I didn't really know how to read it and maybe, I, maybe I'm just making excuses. But I, I was praying in the office and I, I prayed with as much sincerity and I said, God, don't allow us all to be deceived in the last day because we don't understand what the Bible is saying to us. I believe if there was a North Star, if there was a, a plumb line, Brother Donnie Wilson, that kind of could set the course of my thinking and my life and my ideas and my opinions, I think unequivocally that my life, as best it can be, now none of us are perfect all the time, but as best as it can be, let the Word of God be in our heart. Be in our heart. And this is not my message, but David said, this is not what I want to preach about tonight. David said, thy word have I hid, I've hidden it in my heart that I might not sin against you. And I, I'm saying all this because, again, I go back to all the ideas and everybody's got an opinion and everybody said, well, I, you know, everybody that's got internet wants to tell you what they think and they want to just sit behind the computer and just, you know, spout off their opinions and their truths. And I want to tell you, uh, you have the right because you live in America 
to have those kind of liberties. If you lived in Russia or you lived in North Korea or you lived in Venezuela, you would not have those freedoms. But you live in the United States of America and you have a right to express your opinion. But just because that's an opinion doesn't mean that's a fact. Doesn't mean that that's a fact. And just because you, you, you feel that way or that's your idea or that's your belief system, if you're a child of God, if you're espousing to be a Christian, a practicing Christian, what does that mean? It means I practice Christianity. I try to pray. I try to read the Bible. I try to go to church. I try to worship with a community of believers. Then our ideology, our roadmap, if you please, our GPS system is found in grace, power, and scripture. It's our navigation in this life for the next life. Clap your hands if you believe that tonight. That's not what I'm preaching, but I want, I'm asking you as you're as your pastor, I'm asking you, I'm imploring you, I'm reasoning with you. I'm asking you to, to maybe you don't, maybe you, you don't have that yet. Maybe you're, you're just getting a nugget here and there on Sunday. Listen, come, come, come to me. Maybe you need to just listen to it. Uh, there's apps for that and listen to it as you read it. But I want to tell you, people say, well, the Lord speaks to me and no, the Lord don't speak to you like you think he speaks to you. You just ate too much pizza last night and you ate too much carne asada and I bet, oh, I got a dream. The Lord said this and the Lord said that and no, he didn't. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Sometimes maybe, but if it's in violation or it's contradicting the Bible, the Lord has not spoken to you. I believe, I, believe in, I believe in dreams. I believe in visions. I believe in that. I, I believe the Lord can speak to you in a vision. I believe the Lord can speak to you in a dream. I'm not against the Lord speaking to you that way. But you hear me. I say this with you know, 30 years of experience. 90% of the time, the way the Lord's going to speak to you is right here. I'm 90% of the time, the way the Lord is going to speak to you and give you direction is when you open up the Bible, then, and whether it's King James Version, NIV Version, ESV, uh, and there's a difference between the translations and a transliteration, and I'm not going to get into that tonight. I'm just saying I am, um, I am making an appeal to you. Play the Scripture. Listen to the Scripture daily. Maybe you got to start out with five minutes or ten minutes or 15 minutes in the morning or in the evening, just ask the Lord, speak to me from your word today, Lord, whether I read it or I hear it or I listen to it, help me speak. I'm going through a challenge. I'm going through a crisis. Um, I don't know what to do. I don't know which way to turn. Well, the Bible tells us, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct our paths. How do you know? How do you know that? Because it's in the Bible. 
We need to pray the word. Pray the word over your family. Pray the word over your children. Pray the word. Sing the word. I love it when we sing all kinds of songs, but when we sing songs that is found in Scripture, there's a special touch of God that comes because the Scripture is alive. Clap your hands if you believe that. But within this text, it's interesting that Psalms 42 and 43 are connected. And what, what I love about the Psalms is it don't matter. You, I, if I took a poll here tonight and I said, hey, what kind of mood are you in? You say, well, I'm, I'm, I'm just angry at everybody. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm just feel vengeful tonight. Well, there's a Psalm for you, Jeremiah. Yeah, that's, co- that's called an imperatory Psalm. That's a psalm of vengeance. That's when there would be psalms in the Bible that if you were mad at somebody, you could pray, you could pray against them. You didn't know that, did you? Well, there's, there's, there's all kinds of psalms there. If, if you're joyful, there, there's a psalm for you. If you're, if you're happy, there's a psalm for you. If you want to praise the Lord, you just go to Psalms 18. There's a psalm for you. If you need to repent tonight, I got a psalm for you, Psalms 51. If you're walking through a hard place and, and you don't know how you're going to make it, there's a psalm for you, Psalms 23. He leads me by the still water. If you want to know how to be blessed, there's, there's a psalm for you. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, nor standeth in the way of the wicked, but his delight is in the law of the Lord and in his law. Doth he meditate day and night? Everything you want is in the Psalms. When, when you're worried and anxious and fearful, there's a Psalm for you. Psalms 91, and he shall hide me under his pavilion. The angels of the Lord encamp round about the people of God. There is a psalm for you. It's the Bible. All 118 of these psalms or songs are right here. All you have to do is open up your Bible and read them. And these psalms, these psalms, these two, were written by Hezekiah during the invading empire of the Assyrians. And so he's talking about that. The greatest, one of the greatest kings in the entire Bible, Hezekiah, who had, which is interesting to me, he had just, he had had a near-death experience previous to this. Now, isn't it amazing? Sometimes you go through some stuff and you're like, man, I almost died. That's how I felt on the volleyball court yesterday. <laughs> and all those, all those rockets and bombs were going off. And I thought, I can't pastor this bunch. They're just too crazy. I, said this, I told my wife, I said, that's a motley crew in Modesto now. I'm just, somebody told us, well, the police is coming. And I just took off running. <laughs> I thought, well, they'll say, look, he's the leader. He's the leader. He's the leader hiding up under the tree. Bombs were going off, and police, Lindsay called me, the police is coming. The popo's coming. I just took off running. I'm not getting arrested for y'all. I thought, man, we, this is a gritty church. I'm telling you, it's just, whoo, 
I just looked out there and I said, Lord, I can't pastor them. You be their pastor. I don't even know what I was talking about now. <laughs> I got to think about the bombs going off. What was I talking about, Dana? Oh, yeah, you, you think it, you, you know, you think, you think, I had a near-death experience. I'm not going to have to go through anything else. And then Hezekiah has a near-death experience, almost died. The prophet comes in, raises him up. And then next thing you know, the Assyrians are coming in. They're, they're going to invade. They're going to invade. You just, you just, life is that way. Listen, listen to me. Somebody say, oh, you just smile. Aren't you great? You're awesome. You're never going to have any problems. Lies. They're not telling you the truth. It's a struggle. It's a battle. Sometimes just getting up in the morning is a battle. Sometimes just especially coming to church on a Wednesday after the 4th of July, that's a serious battle. John, which boy said that? Was it Gavin? Braden said after the picnic and all the festivities, we've been laughing about this all day today. Had the big picnic, everybody's laughing, everybody's having fun, the holiday. He asked his dad, he's, you know, hey, dad, you know, this is 4th of July today. He said, we're having church tomorrow? His dad said, well, yeah, yeah, we're having, we're having church tomorrow. And, and, and he, he, he did this one-liner. He said, you really think this is a good idea? <laughs> I'm looking at some of y'all now, and I'm going... No, it wasn't a good idea at all. <laughs> Some of my wife, we were saying, we were, laugh, we were laughing about it at a staff meeting, you know, and then we, I, was, I, was, I was on the phone with another pastor, and I said, well, we're going to find out. I got a feeling that uh, Braden was right. I don't know if this is a good idea. <laughs> but life is like that. Life is, you know, you get through one thing, and then you got something else. You know, you, you think, you think, we think. We, we project this idea in the future. Now, I want you to hear me. Let me help you. We project this idea, this narrative that, well, if, if I get this house, then, then I, it's going to make me happy. Or if, if, I, if I drive this car, if, if I go from this, uh, you know, 2000 uh, Mitsubishi and I get a 2023 Honda Accord, then all of a sudden my world's going to be all, everything's going to be okay. Or, or whatever, if, if, I, if I get this thing or I have, let me just tell you, listen, listen to me, let me help you. As long as we live in this earth, we're going to have trouble. Because the, the world is falling, the nature is falling, and yeah, we're going to have some great mountaintops. We all, we all have, if you've lived for God any amount, we're going to have great mountaintops and live for God, and we're going to have low, low valleys, every one of us. As long, as long as we live in this world, you're going to have some high days. You're going to have some low days. You're going to have some days that are just zero days. Nothing good and nothing bad happens, and you need, you'll learn to appreciate those days. I'm just, don't believe this idea. This is very important. I'm watching the clock. Don't believe this idea that somewhere in your future, somewhere over the rainbow, there's no gold. Look at your neighbor and say, there's no gold. Somewhere out there, <clears throat> you know, if, if I get this, if, if I'm in this kind of relationship, if I get this kind of career, if I get this kind, listen, let, no, 
And I'm not against God blessing you, but don't buy the lie that when you get through one thing, that all of a sudden the rest of your life is going to be smooth sailing. That's not in the Bible. What is in the Bible is regardless of the calamity that comes, hope in God. Hope in God. You may get a bad report from the doctor. Hope in God. Your children might not be sitting with you tonight. Hope in God. You may be struggling in your body as I preach. Hope in God. Your car may break down on the way to church. Hope in God. Clap your hands to the Lord, everybody. Simple, but it's true. Don't lose hope. I preach to you, I preach to myself. Don't lose hope. Hezekiah was surrounded. There was an invasion that was going to happen at any time. You read, you read both of those texts. The Bible, you read it, he said, my soul thirsts for you. When shall I come up and appear? He said, my tears, verse 3, 42 and 3, my tears have been my meat day and night. He said, God, I've been crying about this day and night. While they continually say unto me, the enemy kept saying, where is your God? Where is your God? If, if all of this is happening, boy, I've heard this before. I've heard the devil. Now, I, I haven't always heard God clearly, but I hear the devil very clear. And I can tell you what he sounds like. If all this is happening to you, where is your God? Anybody, you want to be honest tonight? Anybody ever heard that? All this is happening to you, where is your God? You don't, you, you don't, you don't get the promotion. Somebody else gets picked above you. Where is your God? You've been, you've been returning tithe to the Lord and you still don't own the house. Where is your God? You, you believe God for miraculous healings. You've laid hands. I'm helping somebody right now. You've laid hands on other people that were sick and they got recovered, but you still battle pain in your own body. Where is your God? That's, that's, what, the enemy, that's what the enemy has said to me before. And if he said that to me before, I know he's said it to the people of God before. But that does not stop Hezekiah's response. He said, my tears have been, my tears have been my meat day and night while they say that. He said, when I remember these things, I pour my soul out to you. I went to the house of God with the voice of joy and praise with the multitude that kept the holy day. And then the first time he said, why? He asked himself the question, why are you cast down, oh my soul, and why are you in turmoil within me? Hope thou in God. I read this story here recently, and I thought about how true it is of all of our lives. I read about this NFL quarterback. It's a tragic story. 35 years old, obviously very athletic, former NFL quarterback, but was in Panama City, Florida, and there was a rip current, and in one week's time, Panama City, Florida became the most dangerous beach in the country. Seven people 
died because of rip current. Took people, took people out to sea. You try to swim against the current. And it's, you know, what all of, that I've read is if you get pulled out into a rip current, even if you're an Olympic swimmer, you're not strong enough to overcome the current. If you get pulled out into the current, you're supposed to swim parallel uh, with the body of water, more particularly, typically an ocean. It did happen in Lake Michigan one time. But more times than not, you're not supposed to swim against the current. You're supposed to just let the current pull you out and then swim parallel. And this 35-year-old quarterback from the NFL uh, got swept out. And I begin to think, this is, this is part of my message. I begin to think about all the currents that are constantly pulling on us. Are y'all with me? And as I researched it more and more and more, I realized all the people that try to save other people that have lost their lives because they got swept out into a rip current. And there's ideas and philosophies that'll tell us all the time. As soon as we get out of church, maybe you go to work, you work in a hostile environment, uh, or you live in a hostile environment, these rip currents are constantly trying to pull you away from your moorings, away from your faith, away from being encouraged in the Lord. And I, I've come tonight on this first Wednesday to tell you, in the midst of those currents that are pulling against us all in this culture, in this society right now, three words, hope in God. Hope in God. Hope in God. Don't lose your hope. Don't lose your hope. You may be battling something right now. You may be, you may be fighting something physically, mentally, spiritually, relationally, maybe a job. You fill in the blanks, what, whatever that is. Everyone, and I want you to hear, hear me tonight, everyone in this building tonight is battling something. Everybody. It may, it may, what, what I'm battling may be different than Brother Evans, and what Brother Evans is battling might be different than Jeremiah, and what Jeremiah's fighting and facing might be different than Lindsay or Chris or Matt, but everybody, everybody in this building is in some kind of struggle. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's a child that is sick. Maybe it's somebody who's away from God. Maybe it's doubt and fear and worry about the future, and I want to tell you, what the Lord has given to me for y'all tonight is still hope in God. Hope in Him. Hope in God. <clears throat> now I got a lot. I got a lot more to preach. I want us to stand. <clears throat> and I'm. What whatever you're facing, the enemy of your soul is like that rip current that's destroyed lives in Florida last week, lives all over the Atlantic Ocean and Hawaii. He's after your hope. Just don't hope no more. Give up on hope. But I say to you, like the prophet Zacharias said, return to the stronghold you prisoners of hope. 
I tell you, it might look bleak. You might be worried. You might, <clears throat> you might have a diagnosis that's not favorable. Or you might, you might just be tired. You might be exhausted. I want to tell you three words that Hezekiah said three times, again and again. He said it. He asked himself the question, and he responded to it. In the middle of all of that, he said, hope in God. And I don't know who needs this word tonight. I don't know who is here after a busy 4th of July, but I just want to tell you, if Hezekiah can speak to us 6,000 years later, I speak to you in 2023. Hope in God. I want you to raise your hands right now all over this building. Come on, just ask the Lord all over this building. Let me be baptized tonight with fresh hope. Hope for my country. Hope for my church. Hope for my family. Hope for my career. Hope for college. Hope for relationship. Hope for a promotion. I'm just, I, I still believe. I still believe even though rip currents are all around me. I, I still open up my Bible and I look at it. It doesn't matter what the facts say. It doesn't matter what the doctor says. It doesn't matter what my past even says. I'm going to place my bet on hope. Come on, raise your hands all over this building. Just thank the Lord. Thank the Lord for His goodness. Come on, thank the Lord for His goodness and blessing. I want you to pray right where you're at. I want you to just pray that God baptize you with just hope. I'm going to hope for that job. I'm going to hope for my career. I'm going to hope for that blessing. I'm going to hope for my children. I'm, I'm going to hope in God that yet still I will hope. Doesn't matter what the evidence says. I confess my hope in the Lord. I still hope in God for my unsafe family. I still hope in God that every seat would be filled. I still hope in God for the work of God around the world. I hope. It's audacious. I know it's bold. It's loud. You shouldn't have it, but it's the audacity that you would hope in time. Yes, I still believe in hope. If I'm not dead, he's not finished. There's still more to my story and your story. Come on, lift your hands all over this building. They're going to sing. You want to linger in the altar, you're welcome to. God bless you for being here tonight. This altar is open. They're going to sing. Worship the Lord as they minister in song. Bring somebody to church.